that's it's it's not <laughs> why did they ask you that like it's not normal for people to say that like in SA they usually say pm am pm 7pm yeah, still say hours it's fine yeah well not for them they don't do it much that time I don't know, like if it's such a, if it's such a like a big thing for you to ask why that it's he did said so that like that it in is. another country. It's like, why do you people in Zambia say twenty three hours? Niggas in fucking SA will just try to flex on just every any small ass thing. Trying to flex. That sounds like he, a flex. He man. was calling. He was calling. <laughs> he was get the big, fuck out of here, I mean, nigga. He Whoever you are, trash called, man. <laughs> what's his name? Ta ta what ta what. I just living. called him trash man and you want to give out his name? <laughs> yeah. Right. So there it knows. I mean, he's on Kaya <laughs> FM. I don't know if he's still hosting the 9 to 12. Uh, flex, come on. Yeah, come on, he's, Flex. Um, flex on him. Yeah. You, you know wise. these people. I forget his name. <laughs> this is the best tea in town. That's what he calls himself. The best tea in town. is t- The best tea in town? Yeah, like, you know, tat- I don't know if it's Tato or Te something. That's a trash name, bro. The best tea in town? What, the best tea bag in town? What the fuck is that shit? The best tea in town. Like, you know, y'all got people who have the letter T. <laughs> but I'm the best tea in town. And, pun intended, the best tea in town. Everybody oh. likes a good cup of tea. Wow. Okay. All right. So you're Same. backing his bullshit. Yep. Such a trash man. Best I mean, I was interviewed on Kaya FM, my nigga. Why were they interviewing you? Like, what's the relevance of Fanatic being on Africa Kaya Freedom FM? Day? They were actually just like, oh no, we're going to be speaking to a Zambian radio presenter. Uh, about what? Africa Freedom Day? Yeah, about Africa Freedom Day. So what did they ask you? Huh? What did they ask you? Ish, what, 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 how do you guys celebrate it? Over that side, what what happens, you know? Like, nigga, what do you think we do? That's kind of trash, man. What do you mean that's kind of trash? That's a reach for content, bro. Like, let's call niggas from another country to find out what they do on yeah. Africa Freedom Day. Because they, I mean, the fuck out of here. We fact, drink. Okay, that's what we do. It's the like, same shit that y'all do It's called there. Africa Day, that side. It's not Africa Freedom Day. It's Africa Day. Yeah, that's you just know? SA trying to be different from the rest of the of the continent. Why are you trashing SA? <laughs> I don't Why know, man. I South just Africa got it out like for these it. niggas, man. Fuck y'all niggas. <laughs> like, uh, yo, SA is a very it's beautiful place, ass, man. Fucking assholes. It's a beautiful place, man. Beautiful <laughs> ain't nobody place. said it ain't a beautiful place. I mean, freaking air is different. I try to tell niggas that and they don't believe me. Like the air yeah, is different. No, no SA, you're bro. trash for saying that shit. It's, it's and different. And people that, you're just like one of those you're one of those people that leaves the country, comes back, and you feel like you're better than everybody. The air is different. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying I'm better than people. I'm saying the air in South Africa is better, my nigga. Okay, tell me why the air is better. Bro. I don't know. They ain't got no fucking I trees. I don't know. It's a concrete jungle out there. So why do they have better bro. air quality than we do? Spooked. Nigga, I've been at the I, top of some buildings, and the air is pretty fresh. No, 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 no. Zambian air, Zambian. <laughs> Nigga, you you know you, you try you trash you, Zambia so much. Like I wonder what the fuck you're doing in this country, bro. But nigga, if you, you got them fucking move, if you if you took me, swear to, swear to God, blindfolded, yeah, put me on a put me on a plane, one hour forty five, and you know I don't know maybe somehow keep a box of Zambian air around my head. Soon as you remove that shit, uh, I'd be, 
take my first breath, I'll be like, I am not in the game. <laughs> Do that reverse shit. Bring a nigga back here. This nigga, man. Bring a nigga back here. It's like, we're not going to tell you where we're taking you. Could be another country. Bring a nigga back here. It's like, I can smell the poverty, my nigga. Wow. <laughs> but you know, like these Chinese people, yeah. their air quality is foul over there. So when they come yeah, here, like I mean, it's especially pretty- Especially in Beijing. It's, it's pretty fucked up over there. Yeah, so when like they come here, here, it's pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, f- here, f- for them, it's, it's pretty dope. But like that side is carbon emissions and whatever. We can't say the same thing here. It's just, there's <laughs> like a whiff of poverty wow, in the air. dude. What does a whiff of poverty smell like? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like, let me know when you walk outside. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because you're the one smelling this shit that nobody else it is smelling. It smells like a poverty. It's, God damn it, bro. You're so fucking trash, bro. <laughs> like, we just need to get rid of you from this, you know, yeah, just get the fuck out of this man. country. Deport me to South okay. Africa. <laughs> I, da- I, I dare the Zambian government <laughs> to deport me and my whole family to South Africa. Nah, I, I double dare them. Nah, your family stays here. <laughs> deport us, all of us. <laughs> Already talking shit before I actually opened the fucking podcast, there man. You know. Shit. Anyway. All right, we're already talking shit. <laughs> that's there the new go. one for this week. That's, that's, that's a new one for this week. Yeah, episode 15. Shout out to everyone that checked out, um, that's been listening to the podcast. We've been getting messages for days, just people. like It's like every week there's like new people discovering the podcast. It's like, oh, yeah. fuck, where have I been? Shit like that. So uh, shout out to y'all. And, um, you know, if you... If you love the podcast that much, you better tell people. You know, tell people, like-minded people that you think would yeah. actually enjoy it too. You know, yeah. spread the word. Don't, don't just fucking keep it up to yourself. You know what I mean? That's pretty dope. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, good things you share. You know, what I mean, puff, puff, pass, pass. All right, you know? all right. So let's get into what happened this week. Now, first off, I want to start with critic. All right, shout out to critic. He is uh, dropping, actually, releasing his album. Artistic. Uh, I remember we before the format of this podcast changed. I did have a, an interview with him, where where we talked about the album and a whole bunch of shit. In fact, even when he came through on episode five, like we had quite a few. We he touched on it, so mm-hmm. uh, you can go back and like you know just scroll down and you'll be able to see uh, those particular podcasts and you know just to get a little insight before you start listening to the album or even afterwards. It just gives you a little more context. So yeah, make sure that you do that now. Speaking of critic, right? My man. Uh, he was on the bill to perform at the penthouse party. Yeah. Now, did you notice that he's not there anymore? Oh, for real? He was removed from the list. Why? Now, the story on this is, uh, and th- this is just something I've heard through the grapevine. Okay. You know, just, you know, niggas, niggas talk, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, what I heard, and I haven't had a conversation with Critic yet about this. Yeah. Um, remember that story we uh, had, we talked about where, I don't know if we talked about it here. No, we didn't. The PR girls, there was that story that came out that uh, Natasha Chansa's um, manager. manager went to an event. She was treated like trash. Yeah, they treat, basic, allegedly treated her like trash, yeah. according to her word that she you know she put out a thread on twitter yeah and yeah it just got everybody talking and then pr girls came out and said oh we're taking it to court because you know you're trying to uh i don't know embarrass us or some shit and whatever um basically threatening our reputation yeah 
defamation so, kind of sort of yeah 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 um you know we could go and <laughs> go down to breaking down what defamation of character is, is. and all of these things and you know it's kind of it's kind of weird all right <laughs> if we go into it you see you know the case is kind of it's kind of shaky but that's not the conversation we're having today yeah so apparently allegedly critic went out on twitter and in like he indirectly I don't I didn't see the tweets I did. but it, it you did see the tweets there weren't tweets but he just said something to her what did he say to her he did he bigger he bigged her up basically For I don't what? remember the exact context of what he said mm. you know what I mean uh but keep in mind this is obviously on the backdrop of everything that happened uh, that he was tweeting about the, you know, the Twitter rant that he went on. Yeah, yeah, the ra- he's you know. experienced with radio and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and all of that. So, so I think it was just one of those. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if there was a whole bunch of tweets, but I only saw one. So there was one tweet. What did the tweet say? I don't know I didn't what, see it. what it said exactly, but he basically bigged her up. Like, you okay. know, stand up for your truth, something like that. Not okay. in those exact so words. So in, in those lines, right? In those lines. Yeah. So what ended up happening, apparently, as a direct result of, as a direct action, you know, with that, is he got dropped from the list of performance from from performers. Wow. You know, yeah, they dropped him because of that. That's hella pity. You think so? Yeah, I definitely think. Why? So. Tell me why you think it's petty. Because look, this person, unless unless they're gonna tell me. That Natasha Chance's manager went there, was treated well. All right, mm-hmm. treated well, which is probably what they uh, what that's their argument. They're probably going to put treated out. well, and then she mm. went on Twitter and basically lied about everything that she said. Mm-hmm. I am of the mind that like people hang out with each other, like minded people hang out with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're going to manage somebody like Natasha Chancer, mm-hmm. you should have your wits about you. I don't think she would just say, yes, manage me, unless you have your wits about you, unless you are a sensible, straightforward person. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, yeah. Well, that's I, I that's my that. thinking. So, so basically, this you're measuring... You're basically saying Natasha Chancer is intelligent, so she would associate herself with somebody who is She would is trust of her, her career to somebody okay. who is obviously like-minded. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a saying that's a, that goes, you can't take someone where you have never been yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like, you know, so so for you, <clears throat> or as Natasha Chancer did that, mm-hmm. for me, I, I was like, okay, cool. You know, When I saw the tweets, I was like, okay, cool. She, she spoke a piece. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't too many tweets. It wasn't petty. It didn't seem personal. Yeah. It seemed like she was offended by what she did and she took it out on social media. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We can argue about the good and the bad of that shit mm-hmm. some other day. We've we've already gone into it sometime. But for me, critic to say is like, okay, you know, do your thing. Mm-hmm. What does that have to do with the penthouse party? What like how does it directly affect the penthouse party? Mm. Well, I guess the the ladies are probably thinking it's like, look, we are giving you a check, uh-huh. and I guess they signed a contract, and in in that contract, I'm pretty sure it says you need to, I don't know, speak well of the event you're going to perform at, or 
not only that, like even the people that are potentially giving you a check. You know, I feel like I feel like dropping him was extreme, but I can understand why they did it because they're petty. You could say that, but it's like, come on, bro, you can't you can't go online and big up someone who for big up someone who did something that directly affects somebody that's about to give you a check. Mm-hmm. That's it's like, come on, bro. <laughs> I think critics should have known better. As critics is our boy, he's you know our brother, yeah, you know. But like when I when I saw that, I'm like, come on, bro. When I not not the tweet, not seeing the tweet. It. When I heard about the situation, like, come on, bro. Like, wait until you get the check, <laughs> perform, and then yeah, after guess, that, you can so. do whatever the fuck you want to yeah, do. I mean, that, I mean, that makes sense. You know what I mean? But again, uh, I I go back to the to my not a theory, but like to my saying, they're petty. You know, I mean, look, because, they, they're because probably thinking it's like if this nigga can go on Twitter and big up this chick who went at us, he could probably go on stage and say some shit. You nah. know, no, like if we're if we're if we're looking at no, if what you're saying they're petty, yes, right. So would you put something like that past them then? Certain people, like so I'm just saying, like I'm not saying that's the reason why they did whatever they did, but I'm just thinking it's like. You you can you can make that argument if especially if they're like around their friends and stuff. Oh, can you believe what this nigga did? One of them is probably like, man, this nigga is probably gonna go up on that stage and probably say some shit. Especially after that thread that he put out on Twitter, it's like, oh, he's now it's like, oh, he's a loose cannon. He'll just he he's unpredictable. We don't know what he's gonna do next. Yeah, you know what I mean. So when I saw that, I'm like, Ugh. I think, yo, critic, you're my brother and all, but come on. For you could have you could have played that, and critic is super smart. He could have played that differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, how, God damn it! I how, wish... how were they? How were they supposed to take that tweet? Maybe it was even taken out of context or whatever. But you see, that's what Twitter is. A lot of shit is taken out of context. For me, I seriously doubt there was a conversation of it, like a conversation that was like, "Oh, you saw this, and mm-hmm. if you were that." Aggrieved by it or that upset by it, mm. it's like you should have called them in. You know what I mean? I think they should have done that, but you're called right. I don't in, think had there was a conversation. A conversation. I, don't yeah. think, I, th- I don't think there was a conversation yeah. because if you see, and this is not the first time PR or, you know, the the two ladies have been involved in little scuffles on Twitter. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's over petty stuff and be like, why are we even responding you, to anything? Why are you responding? Yeah. You are. You are PR girl. So yeah. why are you doing that? Why are you responding to Iris? True. <laughs> this and only benefits Iris. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I was like, look. <laughs> no, it benefits them yeah. too, I guess. I, I, I don't know. Because it gets them in the conversation. I guess so. But yeah. my thing is, it's like, I would not, if I was PR girl, I would not have responded to that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Natasha Chancellor's manager like that. Okay. You know? I would I probably would have even responded but in in a funny way you know we acknowledge what you did there mm. you know kind of to show it's like look if, if i'm upset or if i'm a petty person mm-hmm. all right i'm not going to make it look like the whole organization is i'm backing my pettiness and getting my organization and whacking you over the head with it yeah because for me, what she would have done is like, oh, okay, 
acknowledged, even liked it. Mm. Liked it. And then after that, in the background, be like, shut down this girl. We will never get involved with her. We will never help her. We will ne-. You know what I mean? Mm. But you don't take it to Twitter and then start, you know, talking about legal action, da 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 da. Doesn't help you. For what? See, like, they run a PR company, you know what I mean? So it's like, basically, you deal with human relations yeah. <laughs> basically it's like oh, <laughs> that's, what, it's supposed that's to be. what it is so it's like you you're basically there to uh, for the most part protect brands like to make them shine and all of that so uh, we've seen that kind of con like that kind of conduct on twitter and it's like uh, it's detrimental but it gets them in the conversation i remember when uh the whole iris thing was going on and we had them on the show on 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 rock um and I basically asked, I was seated right next to them. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, so you guys, because they were talking about how, oh, we've built this from the ground up. You know, we've done this, this and that. This is whatever. We've gone through so much. We tried corporate, but, you know, we've moved away from that, something like that. And then I was like, oh, look, like, this is amazing. You guys have built all of this. And you're telling me that you want to destroy all of that on Twitter? Yeah. And there was a bit of a moment of silence. It's like, oh. <laughs> y'all keep the same energy you know yeah. what i mean because like that's we we on the radio we had that conversation before we had them the following day and yeah. i was like yo this is this is crazy like how how do you you're running a pr company and that means you have to be careful how you go and then you're seeing all those crazy tweets and it's like come on bro like yeah. you got to be careful it says you're just being carefree just going yeah. out there and just talking, talking a bunch bank of shit balances yeah and i'm like come on man and then that, i was like yo so you guys want to destroy your empire which is what it potentially is mm-hmm. just through a few tweets and it's possible for you to lose everything <clears throat> by just one stupid move you know but yeah. they're still here and i think and i think the fact that they do all these shenanigans right yeah and people still flock up at their events. Yeah, they it's just it's just normal now. It's like oh whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like we will talk shit, we'll say whatever we want to say, and people will show up. The people will still show up at our events. Yeah. So it's like there's no they haven't been hurt by their actions. By their actions. Like one thing that somebody said to me was like, "Yo, look, I can't remember who it was." They were like, "Yo, if you want to, like." You know, mess with somebody, just mess with their money. Mm-hmm. And if their money is still good with all these things that happen on social media, yeah. then it's like, okay. <laughs> it just gives us more visibility and whatever. So I guess that's what they're seeing that as. So uh, for I'll- me, I'm just like, with the whole Critic situation, Critic is one of the best rappers out here, about to drop his album. Really, really happy for him. It's his sophomore album and stuff. Like, I feel like if you need to maneuver differently. And yeah. now <laughs> crazy how the the penthouse party has moved from being Saturday and it's moved to Sunday, Sunday. And Critic is also having his own event on that Sunday. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know if he was he would have been he... able to do that show and do his own event, you know, like in the event that this thing happened and he was still on the bill. I don't know how he would have been able to maneuver the two. Look, sometimes maybe, maybe, you know, sometimes certain things happen for for a reason, you know. Mm-hmm. Certain things happen for a reason. And, you know, before we get to that, I just wanted to, you know, bring in another 
something that happened as well. Uh, there's a girl called Winnie Hallow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about her. She was on America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know that. I yeah. don't watch reality <clears throat> TV. Yeah, well, well. <laughs> you're a specialist yeah. with that. <laughs> Please, so she was an America's Next Top Model. Yeah. All right, she's a very beautiful girl, and she's got what do you call it? What Michael Jackson had? Reverted Lyco. Yeah, mm. she had that. She has it actually. You know what I mean? So no, you know, no, no. That's what Uncle Ruckus had. Vital Lago, whatever it is. <laughs> Yo, so, man, I was watching the Boondocks, man. Yeah, forgive me for that. <laughs> yeah, so she has that, you know what I mean? So she's got, you know, she's she's you know, relatively dark in complexion. Yeah, but she's got these patches of. Oh yeah, I know about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've probably seen one. it in videos. Yeah, 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 I've seen her. Before. Yeah, she's 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 around. Mm-hmm. So she said she she basically went on to say that um, America's top next top model didn't help her in her career at all because mm-hmm. she's big now. Yeah, you know, she's a very beautiful girl, but especially the fact that people saw her in that light, and she was still going for modeling and whatever. Mm. So obviously, she popped, mm-hmm. made a lot of noise. She did. I don't think she won the competition. Mm. She had a bad attitude or some shit like going that. For real, you know. <laughs> but now she's all over the place, and mm-hmm. she goes back and she says, "America's next top model, where everybody saw her first, for real." Mm. Didn't do anything for her and hasn't done a lot for other models as well. Okay. So people were asking, it's like, yo, what does Tyra have to say about this? Because that's Tyra's baby, mm-hmm. you know, Tyra Banks. And she basically laughed it off. She basically said, it's like, look, all everybody who comes on America's Next Top Model is my baby, mm-hmm. even the ones that act out. Boom, kept okay. it moving. That's it. Yeah, but you know, like, she's an. I guess media trained, you know what to say in, in yeah, that what position. Do you mean? Media trained, probably by who? A PR company? Maybe? Possibly, bro. Possibly. You know? And that could have been the situation. A PR company, <laughs> and then y'all are getting on. You know? Like, it's. Yeah. I don't know. I think I've proved my point. <laughs> I think I can leave it here. <laughs> What's that thing people like to say? PR girl need PR too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, PR girl need PR, bro. Just saying. But big shout out to uh, I mean, critic, critic. Um, and again, for me, I, I, because like you said, when I didn't see start, you know, see critic on the lineup anymore, I was like, what the hell? Yeah. So I was like, oh, what's happening? Did I not see that? And I was mm. like. I, was happening because I remember Gash, Gash Groove was there. When I, yeah, so I was just like, "Oh, okay." I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you gotta be careful how you move. You know what I mean? But like yeah, Twitter, so. like some of these things, like you know, you gotta think of things in the grander scale of things. Because yeah. like, think about it. Like, this is not the first time Critic is working with the PR girls. Yeah. The the time when he opened for Nasty C, the PR girls were the ones who yeah who were. Moving that event now. I don't. I'm not. I don't have the information on whether they are the ones that booked him and put him on the bill. But since they were managing that event and they had him on the bill, and then they had their own event and they put him there, I'm, I'm trying to. You know, when one plus one yeah. kind of seems like two. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you've gotten money with these people before. So you know, I know. I know he sympathizes with the lady that came out on Twitter and said what she said. And we all do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel everyone should be treated equal. It doesn't matter, um, you know, what background you're coming from and whatever. And even, and, and like, I know the, the event was like a private event and mm-hmm. they probably didn't know who she was and stuff like that. Yeah. 
And you know, like, you know, shit like that will happen sometimes, but doesn't give anybody the right to treat somebody a type of way and stuff. So I could see why he could come out and say, you know, like, uh, shout out to you for speaking out. Because, like, after Critic said what he said on Twitter about his experience with radio, it just spawned, like, this reaction yeah. where, like, a whole lot of more a lot of other people came out. We saw and Ludo, up, yeah. we saw Peaches, and we saw some other people as well coming out and putting out their threads and stuff. And so it's like, yeah, this is cool that people are able to come out, but then like you have to be strategic, you know what I mean? Yeah, but then again, you know what I mean? Then again, if if critic being an an intelligent man, yeah. who we know him to be, if he's gonna keep the same energy, you know what I mean? Mm. And if he was asked, it's like, would you do that again? Mm-hmm. And if he said yes, which I probably think he would, yeah, I'll respect know, him for that. I would respect him for I'll, that. I'll respect totally. him for that. Totally. You know, I mean, look again. I guess that's you know that's a great point. It's like yeah. there's a flip of the coin again. It's like you stood, you showed solidarity with somebody who was aggrieved, and you sympathize with their cause. Yeah. And let's just say he knew that his performance might have been on the line, and he still tweeted still, it anyway. Yeah, that's that's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, respect. Revolution. You know what Borderline I mean? Borderline revolutionary. But if it was a situation where, nigga, you were drunk, you were like, oh, shit, I fuck with this chick, tweet, and then, you know, next thing is like, oh, we're dropping you from the event, which I which I don't totally agree with, but I'm just saying I see why yeah. they could go in that direction. Mm. And then on top of that, you know, we have to give PR Girl their, their props, man. Like, they, who, which other company does events like they do? They have, you know, put themselves in a situation where they... It's like a niche, you know what I mean? Because people thought Zambians don't like nice things. They don't like to go into nice places. They just go to these dingy joints and shit. But nah, (laughs) Zambians are actually quite bougie as fuck. (laughs) No, they are. So the PR girls, they they have found themselves in a nice position to be able to appeal to all those people. You know what I mean? So shout out to them for doing their thing. And uh, Chishimba, call me. (laughs) <laughs> you think she's gonna call you after oh, this? She got my number. <laughs> what, what did I say? Did I say anything bad? I didn't say nothing bad. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, it's like well, you know, there's there's negatives and positives on both sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if if they listen to this and go, I can't believe they. It's like, nah, man. Yeah, like we've broken down this shit. Because I mean, giving you almost thirty minutes of this. People, pe- yeah, talk. people, people, people. Sometimes usually tend to look at the cup half empty you know especially if you're talking about them and things that they love yeah. but anyway it is what it is man it is what it is I feel like you know just gotta be a little smart with your movements you know what I mean yeah alright so Jaquise came out says he's the king of R&B did you see that oh uh, yeah everybody been talking about that man what's your take on that shit <laughs> Jaquise is an American R&B artist signed under cash money um I came across him I think I think the first time he you know, he started out when he, when it was just announced that he was signed to Cash Money. Uh, he dropped the single, which was very, very good. So I was like, oh, this is pretty dope. I just didn't think he would blow up to be as big as he is now. And and so now looking at this conversation of him saying he's the king of R&B, just to me, it seems like trolling. I don't know what you think it is. I think it, think it is. But like he did start a conversation. He did. He did start a conversation. Mm-hmm. A conversation that was probably so, that was so big that even Diddy, Give his two cents. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Keith Sweat came out. Yeah. Tank. Yeah. You know, all these niggas came out to talk about but this But for shit. me, I think I, I had to 
I agreed with a couple of things that Diddy said in his video. Mm. And he said, it's like, look, for you to call yourself the king of R&B, you have to be doing R&B. Mm-hmm. Rhythm and blues. Yeah. You have to be doing R&B. But R&B has evolved. Yes, it's evolved. It's not the same as what it was when he was producing Mary J. Blige beats and stuff. It's not the same. Can, yeah, we, can so we agree like, on that? So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But like, so are these people going out there and saying, I do R&B. Mm-hmm. I'm an R&B artist. Mm-hmm. Like, are we going to call Chris Brown? An R&B artist? An R&B yes. artist. Yes, What are you calling him? An, like, not a, a hip-hop act? You know, like, it's... it's is is he a hip hop act? He's not R and B. He's he's not a he's he's not a hip hop act. What is he? But I've heard other media outlets refer to him as the rapper. Uh, that's probably white publications <laughs> that probably say that shit. If it's pitch, but you know, but you know what I mean. Rolling Stone, they'll probably call him yeah, a rapper. You know what like, I mean. If you go to hip hop DX, it's, because it's, it's, it's because a there was there was a certain image, there was a certain. I mean, if you if if you're like me, if you if you grew up listening to '90s R&B, mm. you know, you grew up listening to, uh, you know, Jugged Edge. Yeah, yeah. You know, One Twelve. One Twelve. You grew up listening to that. Mm. It's it's it was that. It was that was what R&B was. Nothing more. Nothing less. Okay. You know, and then it it it, it evolved. It mm-hmm. got tougher. It had. It's got a more rugged look now. Yeah. The subject matter is different. Then they were trying to lay you down. Now they're trying to fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were still nasty, but they, were, yeah. they, they wouldn't say the nasty words. Yeah, they you know, I want to lick you down. Them. I want to do this and that. But like now, this, this I mean, yeah, Breezy's out <laughs> here fighting niggas in the club. Okay, so R&B niggas aren't supposed to fight. They ain't supposed to look like they're hip-hop. But you know, like, Jagged Edge looked like they were hip-hop, though. Jagged Edge, um, what's that other group? What's that other group? Uh, is it Blackstreet? Niggas like that. They 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 had they were dressing up like rappers, but they were singing and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So look, the the genre has changed. Like I think we had this conversation some time back where we're like the R and B that you're talking about, which is like from the '90s, has turned into like a sub genre it's like yeah, now yeah. it's like it's traditional r&b yeah like that's what they call it now like even at the awards it's traditional r&b you know so people like daniel caesar like people like her uh you know all these mm-hmm. weird they they're like even like borderline like weird acts now you yeah. know what i mean because like uh and, and then like now it's like the r&b that people like trey songs and and chris brown do are like they lean towards a more hip hop sound, yeah. You know, and Chris and, and Trey Songs didn't start out like that. Oh, Trey Songs was Trey straight Songz, up, you know, straight up R and B borderline soul artist. Yeah, yeah, soul artist. Agree. Trey with Songs that. with the Conros. Yeah, that nigga. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> he was he was that's like, way back. <laughs> that's way back. <laughs> yeah, people don't even remember that. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. But he he was borderline soul artist. You know, yeah, but you know, like. So, what what are you saying then? Like, what is what is your argument? You saying my my, my argument is uh, which crown are you fighting for? Which throne are you fighting for? You know mm-hmm. who's who's in the running for that particular throne that you're saying it's like oh I'm the king of R and B. We've 
even locally. <laughs> mm. FJ runs around saying it's like I'm the king of R&B. <laughs> he don't make R&B music though. He don't. He but don't. Like maybe maybe that's how it's also evolved. The Zambian way. That's the Zambian evolving no. of R&B. With name one FJ R&B record. That, brah, official I, love. There's that official love record. That was an R&B record. Which, which you know that record, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you going silent, nigga? We're having a conversation here, okay? <laughs> I'm listening. I'm trying. You to ain't hear. allowed to go quiet I'm, when I'm we having this trying conversation. To, I'm trying to hear. So yeah, like, uh, so let's let's not like we'll talk about FJ, right? But like, yeah, let's yeah. let's talk about what 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 the fuck is a king in a genre of music? Like, what what makes you a king? Let's start there. Then we can dissect this properly, I feel like. So for you, what would you say a king is in a genre? Then we can talk about whether Slap D is the king of hip-hop and shit like that. You know what I mean? Damn, man. Um, It's got a lot to do with a lot of things, though. Mm. Like what? You know, I, I, I don't, don't I have don't, to say too many like, things. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't like... I don't... I don't want to use hip hop because in hip hop everybody claims to be the king or the <laughs> or the goat or the greatest because you're supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's competitive. You're supposed it's to competitive do that. It's sport. competitive. Yeah, yeah, you know. And then we can break it down as to you know, ah, uh, yeah, El Cool J has every right to call himself the goat. Yeah, greatest of all time because of what he has done. And he's got the album. Yeah, <laughs> and he's got the album. With the name. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> that coined the phrase. So, so for me, shit. like that's that's what I'm talking about. Look, dude comes out and says, "I'm the king of R&B." Let's talk but about based the on what, aspects. Though? The aspects, like yes. let's define what makes a king in a genre. What? Okay, let's let's add some people into this. Like some people that we've defined as kings. All right, what made Michael Jackson the king of pop? And what made R. Kelly the king of R&B back in the day when he was the Pied Piper? Know what I mean? Uh, everything that you touch turns to gold. Okay. Everything. Good. Everything, everything you touch turns to gold. Everything. So you and you have, let's say, you have to have at least maybe like your records have to be consistently classic or some shit like consistently that. Consistently like classic. You know, when you drop an off the wall, you drop a Timeless. thriller, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. You drop a history, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. For, for, for Michael Jackson. Um, R. Kelly, you can, he can perform a fucking five hour set. Yeah. Because he's got a shitload of records. Yeah. So, there's quality of music uh, appealing to your particular demographic and probably even transcending Yes. Your yes. demographic. Like people from another genre should be like, oh, that motherfucker yeah. is ill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where you could influence other genres as well. Absolutely. Right. Um, then what else can we throw in there? We can also throw in a longevity. Longevity. Yeah. We can throw yeah. that in. Yeah. We have to. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, For real. For real. And Cla- then uh-huh. yeah. classic example that, that you gave is R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. You know, R. Kelly moved. And transcended the times, bro. Yeah. It's like he was a bold-headed man with a goatee. Yeah. And then he goes away, comes back, he's got braids, and he looks rougher and more. Yeah. And he's almost like a different person. So you want re- a reinventing album? yourself. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. You reinvent yourself as the times go by. Like you, exactly. You were, and another one should be you're able to see what the next trend is going to be, and then you like you know you pioneer that shit. Yeah. So you're like before everybody gravitates to a cer- toward a certain sound because yeah, you have yeah. your ear to the ground. You're able to. Yeah. You know. And then I think you you gotta is writing your own shit supposed to be in there too? Yeah. But Michael Jackson didn't write a lot of his records. I mean, he he wrote a significant number though. So you can throw I, in that. I was talking about yeah, I was talking about this um today cuz um I was profiling Michael Jackson. Okay. And what a coincidence. Yeah. The crazy thing is I've done this before with other artists, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, current artists especially yeah. or you know artists who've been around maybe you know since 10 years ago yeah. you know middle until now mm-hmm. and every time you get to the point it's like oh the people who wrote this song are the artist himself mm-hmm. and probably four or five other producers mm-hmm. four or five other producers it's, 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 it's always four or five other individuals yeah. who wrote that particular song mm-hmm. you know what I mean and that's great that's awesome yeah with Michael Jackson it mm-hmm. was written and pr- written and produced by Michael by, Jackson by himself, Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Quincy Jones, yeah. three songs, <laughs> straight, straight, three straight, humongous straight. songs, just two people, yeah, and they're like they, they got this, yeah, you know uh, what I mean, right. yeah. Okay. So that has to be in there. You have to factor it in. Yeah, so, factor it in. So great, 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 right? So now we've got like a nice little base here. So yeah. now let's throw in names into this pile. Mm-hmm. Let's start with FJ. Okay. So, because, you know, we're bringing it back home here. FJ, yeah. uh, respectably one of, a recognizable act out here. Um, I would say is very creative. Very. I remember the first time I met him, I actually told him, like, yo, I'm a fan. Yeah. Because, like, you know, he was, you know, putting out records that didn't sound like anything else mm-hmm. at the time. So, uh, I was like, yo, big shout out to you, man. And then yeah. when he joined Urban Hype, I know Urban Hype had, um, I think there was AJ... Uh, you know he was in another group before that. Was he? Yeah. What group was he in? You know him and Marv actually had a group? Really? Yeah. It was the two of them. What were they called? I forget. Marvonomics? <laughs> but just, I forget. I'm just, but I'm just talking They put shit. out a couple of <laughs> I love you, my weird songs. Yeah. <laughs> That's I put out a couple right of there. my weird songs. But yeah. like they were actually dope together. Because obviously you know how FJ is yeah. a very creative dude. Yeah. He's got you know? the hooks and Marv has the bars yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So that, I see how that could have worked. Yeah. So yeah, uh, when anyway, long story short, FJ joins uh, Urban Hype and they blow up bigger than, just basically, basically blow up because yeah. like Urban Hype was, I remember they came with the, with their record, were like, yo, we'd like you to play our shit. I remember I was talking to to AJ and stuff. I'm like, yo, this ain't it, man. <laughs> yeah. I never played the record, so yeah. <laughs> so after a while, when they had their first hit, I think they have two or three hits. They came through, interviewed them, and they were like, "Yo, you're like one of the people that made us work hard, man." Because like when we brought like our earlier shit, yeah. you didn't play that shit. <laughs> we know it sucked. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, thank you. At least you know. <laughs> At least you fucking know. So so let's throw FJ into this. All right, he. Yep. We, can, can we say that what he touches turns to gold? Yeah, definitely. So what he touches turns to gold because yeah. he went to Urban Hype and he literally changed the sound of the group yeah. and they became what they are, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, can we say that he transcends his genre? 
Does he appeal to a wider wide group of people? As an individual, not as urban hype, just as an individual. Like, can you can you walk up no. to people and have a conversation about FJ, uh, and they'll know his shit? You know what I mean? Someone who probably let me just say, is it possible for somebody who doesn't really listen to Zambian music know that there's an FJ? No. Okay. Because you know these people like that who just yeah. like fuck this shit. Yeah. Right? But then they know that there's a slap D, even though they don't really listen, you know, there's yeah, there's absolutely. people like that. All right, so he doesn't tick that box. Catalog. Mm. That's another thing. He's got a few great singles. Uh, album, I think he dropped an album. He dropped an album. Was it called King of R and B? I am or not something. Sure. How many albums has he dropped? Is it two? I don't know. I think it might be two. I think it might be two because there might was be the two. one he was launching. Not so, was that this year? Yeah, I think it might have been this Jean-Tambar. year. Yeah, yeah, and then there was the other one I remember because the other one had a slap record on it. The whatever, Diamond whatever. record. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That yeah. One. So I think so he's it's got two. two records. Okay. Two. This new record didn't do too well. Nah, no. I feel like the first one made a lot of noise. Yeah, the first one. But made This more one, noise. the second one was not sound. Yeah. Okay, so wow! Uh, <laughs> in direct competition with other people that do, that are in the genre with him, like, is he better than everyone else? No. Like, who who are the other people before you say no? Who's who else <laughs> does R and B in the country? Because I think that's another important in that context. Point. I mean, we can Roberto. Does Roberto do R&B music? If FJ says he does R&B, Roberto does R&B. Let's not, let's not, let's not also um, remember because it's like, you know, we remember the, the Roberto who is on this side. We remember the Roberto after Marula most times, mm-hmm. you know, but sometimes we forget. Good woman. We forget Operator. good woman. Operator. You know, yeah. those okay. were, he was just singing there. Mm. You know, he was just singing. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fucking good point. Okay, so is Roberto his direct competition? Yeah, definitely, I think so. And between the two, who could you say ticks more boxes than the other? Roberto. <laughs> so is Roberto the king of R and B then? <laughs> I think currently. <laughs> I think, off. <laughs> I think I think currently, <laughs> currently you could be. say that, right? I, you could say that, okay. you know. Yeah. Um, I don't. FJ has never had a song as big as Amarula. True. True. Amarula was not playing. Amarula got niggas the fuck out of here. <laughs> Straight. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, yeah. yo. Yeah, that was a massive I mean, record. And the, the crazy thing is, it's like it wasn't just big. Yeah. But it lasted long. Yeah. It was one of those. It's like, it look, aged well. I'ma drop this in January. I'm. A, I'll perform this in December, and we'll, we'll still rock the crowd. Yeah, he could still perform it now. He can still perform and, you know, it now. He had Pat Ranking on the remix of that shit. Boom. And he says that when Pat Ranking does his sets, he performs Amarula as well. There you go. <laughs> Which is massive. That's that's fuck, crazy. That's fucking Pat Ranking. Bro. Yeah, bro. So, 
So Roberto is the king of R&B. Roberto is the king of R&B. It has been settled. It has been settled. And another thing that you could mention is he has evolved. Yeah. The Roberto we used to listen to way back is not the Roberto we listen to no, now. No, not at all. He doesn't sound the same. He's he's changed his style. Even his look, he's got different hair now. Yeah. Okay. I, I think we might have uncovered this shit. Yeah. I mean, the first time right. he came out, we were like, <laughs> we're like, yo, who, who, who this nigga? Talking about, oh, I'm Ozzy's brothers. Like, you don't even look like Ozzy. I, I know, right? We wanted, we wanted him to do similar, fraud. something you similar. Fraud. Yeah, something similar to Ozzy. You're not even, it's just like, you out here talking about you a singer? <laughs> I mean, Dude, I have to keep strange. in mind, at some point, Ozzy was also very big. Oh, gosh. You know? No, no lie. No fucking lie. Like... Uh, Ozzy was playing in Uganda, Kenya, yeah. like East Africa was really fucking with, with Ozzy. I just don't know what went down. I guess you know, for you to sustain a wave, it's like very. Yeah, I feel like getting a hit record isn't isn't that difficult. It's like right, like keeping that wave going. Like because when you drop that big record, everyone's looking at you for the next one, and when the next one isn't as big. I mean, guys, let's let's not forget. Take my heart. Oh, Ozzy, gosh. potential. Potential. My gosh. That, that album. That Chamango album. That shit is hard. Yo. My, my favorite record from that is uh, Nganine. Mm. That's, ah, that's, that's, a, that's my favorite yeah. record from that fucking album. It's getting nostalgic that, up in that's, here, man. That's a, that's a fucking classic <laughs> album. It's a classic album, man. Yeah, yeah. Big shout out to General Ozzy, Yeah, man. we have to give General Ozzy some props too, man. Yeah, it's man. like, man, like the way he, he could be one of the kings out here. It's like, yeah. think about it. Like, when he came out, he was different from every, everybody, everybody else. else. He evolved into a different artist. Like, you know, he's, he's really dope. Yeah. You know, he could be in, in the conversation for King of Dancehall. I in, mean, we remember, I remember the first song. I don't think I'm mistaken. Hmm. Backstabber. Oh, I remember that record. Backstabber. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. I remember that record. I was like, yeah. mm, who is this dude? Yeah, yeah. The content was different and all of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. No, shout out to Ozzy. Shout out to so, Ozzy. So, Roberto is the king of... <laughs> yeah. I mean, after after FJ, who, who else are we going to talk about? <laughs> who else are we going to talk about? Uh, what, in terms of R&B. king... R&B. Um, I feel like the other acts that you could talk about with R&B in the country probably are acts that are probably on the come up. I know people like Elisha Long. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's on the come yeah. Up. He's on the wave. He's coming up. Uh, Dave is in the, very soon. He'll be yeah. We, need, know, we just need to give him definitely. time. He'll be in that conversation. Um, people like what is, what's this kid's name? Um, shit, he Blake. was that, it's Blake? Blake. There's Blake. the other dude. What's his name? It's Blake. Shout out to Blake. Really dope. I just can't remember his name. He's called Chembe. His name is Chembe, but like he's what is his? I don't know, man. Shit, man. I'm a, I can't. This is gonna kill me, man. Let's see. Die, nigga, die. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck it's just Chembe, man. Uh, uh, Are you sure it's not Chembo? I need, you're not thinking no, about Chembo. No. Because Chembo, I mean... Vinny Boy. I mean, Vinny if, Boy. if we were going to talk about Chembo, then Chembo is definitely the king of R&B right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she wins. Hey, <laughs> Easy. She got my vote. Yeah, so Vinny Boy. Vinny Boy is another one. So we we got we got a nice little base out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, shout out to all the guys doing their thing. Now, 
um, getting to back to Jaquees. So for me, Chris Brown is the king of R&B in yep. this era. He ticks all the boxes that we talked about. You talk about longevity, um, rebranding yourself, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You know, overcoming all the fuck shit. You know what I mean? Think about it. Like, Michael Jackson had that crazy case yeah. with touching kids and whatever. Yeah. Still came out with more music and it was crazy. Still, you know, selling out arenas. Same thing with Chris Brown. Smacked the shit out of Rihanna. Came, <coughs> came back. What the fuck was that? Came back and was still <laughs> still making beats. Something almost entered my mouth, man. Shit. What be doing swallow a mosquito, bro? <laughs> like, nigga, you trying to suck me? You want me to suck you? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, all right. So that's that's. I mean, Chris that Brown for me takes it, man. Let's, let's not even play around. With Yeah, you can throw in a Miguel in there a little bit, you know. Yeah. Because that Kaleidoscope Dreams album yeah. is but like, fucking bananas. Chris has hit after hit after yeah, hit that's after true. hit. I mean, dude came on the scene when he was, what, 13? About 14, 15 Four, 13, or 14, shit. 14, yeah. 14. Yeah. You know? Came on the scene and he's still here. That's Bruh. true. That's true. Um, I mean, for me, I would throw in an Omarion before I talk Some about respect. a Jaquees. I could talk about Omarion before I talk about Jaquees. Oh, I'll yeah. talk about Trey Songs before I talk about Jaquees. Like, come on, bro. Stop it. It's All pain. right. What else happened this week, man? Um, There was a story that, you know, we're not going to spend too much time on this. There was a story that... Uh, Akuna Matata, all right, um, has been trademarked by Disney. Oh, I saw that. You saw that? Yeah. And uh, there was an online petition that was started by a gentleman from Zimbabwe mm-hmm. that got got over 30,000 signatures. signatures. Wow. Um, as of last week, I don't know where he's at right now, saying, yo, this is some bullshit. How are you going to get an African word, yeah. <laughs> African phrase, and... Say it's trademarked <laughs> by us, the people at Disney, yeah. the white people. Yeah, that's like Ow. trademarking Mosiotunia. Like, yeah, yeah, imagine that. About? Imagine that. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's not something you started. I know they, they're probably thinking it's like we popularized it with the Lion King and they're about to drop the the next Lion King. I think that they're, they're doing the same story, but it's like on some crazy CGI, CGI and stuff. shit. So, yeah. They know they're gonna make a lot of money through merch. Basically, Yabantu. Wapanga Yabantu. Yabantu. There's real lions in this motherfucker. Real lions. They'll <laughs> so, get to see Scar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. So, I could see why they did it, but it's like, it's still, come on, bro. Like, that's like. That's like what we've been talking about, how like these Western powers have been, like they came out here, found shit here, and took it and put it in their museums. In their museums. What the fuck are you doing with that shit? That's not your culture. Yeah. <laughs> like, patent your own shit. Like, it's like fuck. It's like, what are they going to patent, bro? They got Stonehenge. It's like rocks fell and lined up in a certain way and be like, oh, this is weird. They don't have any mostly or tuna. They don't have any lions, any elephants. Know, you know, right? they got squirrels. Wow. You know, that's just like wildlife. Nah, nigga, that is not wildlife. No, that is just, just back bush. To fucking it's the bush. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ain't got no antelopes. Like, what the fuck, man? It's crazy. But anyway, it was for me, it was one of those stories I'm like, seriously. Disney, so yeah. you guys, you get, you have some extremely smart people. Like you oh, decided, it's, it's a brilliant marketing move. Yeah, 
It's it's a brilliant, not even marketing. It's a brilliant, yeah, marketing, brilliant business decision. Yeah, because they're probably gonna remix the shit out of Hakuna Matata that yeah, record. Yeah, gonna find some Beyonce, yeah, some childish Gambino, so the Migos with the fucking ad libs and you know shit. What I mean? <laughs> it's gonna be something else. So they know, like, yo, we're gonna make a ton, a ton like of money, a shitload of money. Yeah, because I remember back in the day when the when Lion King came out. With the you know, with t-shirts everywhere yeah. and yeah, stuff yeah. with Hakuna Matata on it, so now they're just like, nah, nigga, we we, we want to own this you. shit. This is gonna be ours. So they for them, it's like, oh, well, we popularize this shit, yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna keep this shit. But you really don't, you know, like morally, you don't have the right to keep something because it doesn't belong to you, you know. And it's like um, that actually brings me to to something else. It's like Mossi. Um, there's like a brand that's made in SA, like a brand of wine that's actually called Mossi Otunia or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Like you can actually find this wine in like, in, in our, in our supermarkets and stuff. Damn. Yeah. So it's like, we could be out here saying like as Zambians, we're like, oh shit, they took Hakuna Matata, but niggas are taking our shit. In fact, there's like, Places there's like these uh, travel agencies that like book <laughs> clients, you know, and say, "Yo, we'll take you to the Victoria Falls and shit." And they book everything for them, like fucking charge them like some crazy amounts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard and about all that. Of that shit. Yeah, yeah. South like, African, no, we, yeah, South South African companies that do that. Yeah. yeah, and it's like we we are like giving like the money like that's that, that should not be allowed. You can't yeah. do that here. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I mean, like, I, I mean, think about it. They give you a package for you to go yes. to Zambia in yeah. South. Africa. Like, what the fuck? How? Yeah. Um, the crazy thing is, it's like, I mean, if you've never been to to a place like South Africa, you just looked at it on the map and you were like, oh wow, it's a very big country. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they'll be like, yo, we'll take you over to see this place and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that could even lie to you, but like, yeah, it was just one hour, 45 minutes away. <laughs> straight. Just, just fly there, and this is another province. And then, yeah. boom, you get there, you're with your guide, you see the falls, and you go back. <laughs> Done. We went to South Africa. Money. They have the Victoria Falls. Or there you shit. go. <laughs> you there got you like go. the wrong story. Yeah, there's shit. a whole bunch of people who are ignorant as hell out there. That's true. It's, it's, it's not even funny. So, I'm just saying, like, as we complain about Hakuna Matata being. You know, basically taken away from us. We should be able to look at ourselves too, and you know, look at the shit. It's like, oh, we're we're getting our shit taken away too. Our Hakuna Matata is being taken away too, yes. bro. <laughs> I mean, and it's only a matter of time. We got a lot of Chinese people here, and they and for them, like, it's just a natural thing for them to see business opportunities. That's yeah. why they're so successful. Yeah. So something like that will bear precedence for other people to follow suit. Yeah. And we got the people who do that shit all the time. So God damn. It's crazy. Speaking of the Chinese, briefly, did you did you see that picture of the dude, dude? who posted up a picture of him and a Chinese girl in oh, bed? Oh yeah, I saw that shit. And then talking oh, about gosh. Thank you very much to the government for bringing these people in this country cuz we couldn't afford to travel that side. <laughs> That motherfucker made my day, man. It's a Copa La Oda, man. That is a Copa La Oda. Yeah. 
And the Chinese babe is sleeping <laughs> on his chest, knocked <laughs> out by that African I mean, elephant that, trunk. For me, ah. that just, it. for me, <laughs> where it took me was that puts a whole different spin to I like eating Chinese, bro. It's so trash. <laughs> and the thing is, I do, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's my shit. I haven't had it in weeks. <laughs> Gosh, you are so trash. Oh, I my like gosh. eating Chinese. <laughs> I want to dip my dumpling into your soy sauce. Baby. In your soy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me your noodles, baby. Give me your noodles. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, uh, it's it was it was such. I was like, I guess we gotta get them back somehow, eh? They're coming in here. They're doing all everything that they're doing. It's like, yo, yeah, let's take I mean, your women. They're, they're, sh- they're, they're stealing money. How are they they're, stealing? Oh, money? they're not stealing money, but they ain't basically, no money. we're giving them the right to rape our land. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So might as well get get them back, man. Get get their girls. i still. I'm still never gonna forget that shit that you did in the club. By the way, but what? Remember that shit. Where you were talking to the Chinese dude, and the dude was oh, like, yeah, yeah. "I don't know what to do when Zambian women are like dancing." And then you were like, "Yeah, you have no, to just grab yeah. her." I'm like, "What the fuck?" Nah, he was like, "I don't know what to do because I feel like the Zambian women they're dancing is very sexual, so I don't know what to do." It's like my nigga, go stand behind her. <laughs> oh man, the nigga, go stand behind no, her. That nigga had the the biggest smile on his face. Yeah, goddamn, bro. I mean. Think about what it's like in the sack. Nigga uh, didn't even know what to do when the girl was dancing. <laughs> what are you gonna do don't when she's st- when she starts gyrating you on on you in the sack? Now? What is this? What eh? is this? We don't have this in Beijing. We don't have this in Beijing. <laughs> it's like they my dumplings. I am on to This is a shimmer. <laughs> eh, you have to be strong to handle this one. <laughs> It's, it's too much energy. Here. <laughs> <laughs> energy yeah, but you're still trash for that. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're still it's, trash for that shit. But like I said, I gave your brother advice, you know what I mean? <laughs> that ain't your brother. <laughs> well, well he is. You know, they've told us, you know. Like yeah. Zambia is like we're just like a multiracial country now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I saw somebody posting that. It's like now we just we just have to accept it. It's like this is where we are. Yeah. So you know, I mean, make the most out of it. Even a couple of Chinese, half Chinese, half black babies that are popping up now. Oh, that's been happening. Those yeah. fucking yeah. the the ones that were working at the mines and shit. Yeah. Those those ones were nasty though because yeah. they were they were like sleeping with like little girls and shit. There yeah, was some real fucked up shit. That's man. disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <sighs> crazy. Do you want to talk about your manager? Who's my manager? Oh. Oh, your former manager being fired? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to talk about him? Yeah, of course, of course. It's not too heartbreaking? How is it heartbreaking for anybody? <laughs> That's, you know, it's actually heartbreaking for other people because it's like everybody's like, like nah, y'all should have stayed. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like, <laughs> we needed a fucking new manager. Yeah, so Jose Mourinho lost his job. Yeah. Um, the Liverpool game was just the last straw. Nell in the coffin. Yeah, it was like apparently he was on his way out, no matter what happened. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't, yeah. I didn't read That's that. That's like one. apparently he was on his way out, even if he, even if the even if he won that one, won that particular game. I feel like if he won that game, um, him leaving 
some people would have been like, oh, come on, he won us, you know, he got us that game. But if you lose, when you, when you leave at like such a low point, it's just like, God damn it, bro. Yeah. We had like very few wins, you know, a lot of draws and shit. Yeah. And it was just, it was just a bad spell, man. Like, the, and I've been saying like the problem with Mourinho is like at the beginning when he came through, uh, I mean, before him, we had Moyes and Van Gaal. Yeah. And it's like with them, I feel like he got the the David Moyes uh, who came first? Was it Moyes or Van Hal? Can't remember. Uh it was Moyes. It was Moyes. I remember. Moyes first, right? Yeah. Moyes came through and people were like, Oh, this is this is the chosen one. Like he's he was hand picked by Fergie, Fergie. You know? So it's like, ah, oh, this guy is gonna, you know, deliver. So he came through, didn't deliver shit, and, you know, he got dumped and shit. So I feel, but, like, the difference is Mourinho came through, and he got us two trophies in, like, the first season. So it's like, oh, shit, we're off to a good start. And, like, that's Mourinho's thing. Like, whenever he gets to a new club, always he will get you a trophy in the first season. That's usually what happens. And so that in itself was, like, him following his tradition with that. Yeah. But then as time goes by, it's just you're not getting along with your players. Your tactics are, are dodgy. Like, you can clearly tell that this player isn't doing too well. Why are you still keeping him in the game? Why don't you kick him out? And then the Liverpool game, the thing about it was they Liverpool had a perfect game. Like, where they barely made mistakes. Yeah. Defense was on point. Yeah. Except for that one moment where they fucked up and then, you know, we had our, our goal and shit. 3-1. But, like, midfield was tight. Fucking attack was on fire. They had, like, what, over 20 shots on goal? Like, what? that's some crazy shit. And we only had, like, three shots on, on target. It's like... <coughs> yeah. How? <laughs> and this is not, like... This is not two teams that are, like... On paper, they're not supposed to be so different. Different. They should be able to knock heads, and it's like, okay, yeah, this was a fucking. It's like they call it the El Clasico of the Premier League, yeah, when Manchester and Liverpool meet. And like when Real Madrid and Barcelona play, you know you're in for it. It's wow. It's wow. Everybody's going in because it's about pride. But you watch that game, and it's like, wow, like. We just were trash. I just feel like he just lost his grip. You know, he's, he's still using the same tactics. It's like, come on, switch it up. Do something different. You know what I mean? But nothing. You know, we, we, had, we had this conversation. Um, I took a little bright we had. Yeah. And the, the, the thing is, we're asking the questions like, when players are that trash, we brought it back here to the Z. It's like, look, when players are trash, mm-hmm. you know, or, or when... When a coach is trash, or we're basically trying to find out, like, look, whose fault is it? Is it the players? Is it the coach? Because mm-hmm. clearly, he's a freaking awesome coach. He is. He's a great coach. Yeah, he is. But it, did he get there? And the you know some of the players didn't like him, so or didn't like what he was doing, so they're like, ah, oh, we're not gonna do that shit. Fuck out of here. I think there was probably a little bit of that, and I think that probably came through as time went by because yeah. niggas are like yo these tactics are not working but you're still using them yeah. it's like we've used these tactics before they haven't worked 
and what what is the definition definition of insanity doing the same thing and over hoping and for a different result it's like come on bro like switch it up you know it's like why are you benching pogba it's like i know you got per- personal issues but come on yeah. you got personal issues with this person but you know they're the key player like yeah. why are you putting them on the bench for me you know? it it also came down to you know um when we started talking about zambia and whatever and i said it's like look we should just admit that our team is trash I don't know if our team is right trash. Right about now. It's like... Because, look... Majority of the players that are on the team won the Africa Cup. Most of them are still in that squad. But you know, we won, we won that by the skin of our teeth, bro. Oh, no, we had bro. divine intervention. No, bullshit. Are you we guys still... the no, other no, no, no. players who died no. in Gabon <laughs> playing for us. <laughs> we did. Yo, stop it, bro. <laughs> Let's have... You, you know what happened? You know what happened? That was probably... The spirits were on the pitch. Get the that fuck was, out of here with that. It's probably God is like, yo, Jesus, look, I'm about to do a magic trick. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's like, look, how many cards am I holding up? And it's like, oh, I turned around. It's like, oh, look, Zambia won the Africa Cup. Look, oh, dad, that's a good one, dad. That's a good one. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know we've been told we're going to hell, right? <laughs> For that conversation we had on episode what thirteen, <laughs> Jesus got a, Jesus and God have a sense of humor. Bro. They have a sense of humor. You see, but the like, thing we, is, it's like uh, <clears throat> we say coaches and all of this. I mean, you know, we heard that comment about just like, oh no, Zambian <laughs> Zambian players, football players are malnourished. <laughs> no, did I, you hear that? I did not see. Like, that. no, the coach is actually the one who said that. Like the wow. problem with yo is yo Sven. y'all players, yeah. Sven like said that. Yes. Wow. Like y'all are my malnourished. Is he is he allowed to say something like that? He probably just looked at the diet that the niggas are having, bro. <laughs> so he didn't mean it in like a negative. No. <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> yo, you Africans. <laughs> so those videos I saw of y'all like with a big bowl of rice and flies everywhere and big fucking stomach. Oh, so that shit was real. <laughs> this is like one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Um, it's, it was funny. It was racist. It was a lot of things. Mm. I was there was a sitcom that used to come on TV I, I called know Becca. You, you love racism. Yeah. please. Tell I don't. Us I don't know if you remember Be- uh, a sitcom called Becca. Uh, Sarcastic uh, doctor. Hmm. Extremely sarcastic. The most sarcastic doctor I've ever seen. I no, think he was no. a little bit more sarcastic than House even. For real? For real. Worse than House? Yes. God damn. Dude said. Because <laughs> House is an ass. <laughs> he went into a store and then he was like, what is this? And then he goes like, Ethiopian coffee. I was like, Ethiopian coffee? It's like, yeah, because there's nothing more than <laughs> what Ethiopians like to have with their three grains of rice. <laughs> All right, that's fucking horrible, man. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, bro. I, I had to cut myself for a little bit. I was like, like whoa. Damn. You're not allowed to say that. You white man. <laughs> wow. Racist piece of shit. There's nothing that it's like to have more with their three grains of rice than coffee. <laughs> Ethiopian coffee. And I'm like, wow. That is so crazy. That is, I was like, that is super racist. Gosh. 
Yeah, you love them racist jokes. Thank yeah, you I for do. that joke. Yeah. I do, I will lie. Yeah. Um so <laughs> it's Ven. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're so able I mean, if you you can say that. But yeah, you were driving to a point, but I was though. driving to a point. It's like look. Right now, Zam- some Zambians are calling for hey, this guy gotta go. But some people are saying, No, let him stay. I because he obviously had has his tactics and whatever. Mm. But like it's like then why didn't you niggas let Mourinho stay a little bit longer? Uh, it's so not like he came up just his 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 yeah, fucked up yeah, a couple two, of shit. Yeah, two like and a half had, years of proving. Yeah, himself. but like he gave you two trophies though. Yeah, we wanted more. But you see, it's not even about trophies. I think at this point, it's just performance. Like you said, by December we're going to be in the top four. No. December came okay. number six. So he, it's like, look, that's he, not too bad though. No, 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 you, no, 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 no. When you make a promise as a coach. You gotta deliver. You're not this the one. Is, this but is you're why, not the one playing, though. But you make the tactics. Like I don't want to hear that argument because it's such a trash argument. And then your niggas don't deliver. <laughs> no, if no. If I no, tell no. you, it's like when you get the, the, the ball, guys try their best, bro. It's like, look, you you put the team together, right? And you say you guys do this, this, this. There's a whole philosophy. There's an energy that you pump into that shit. Yeah. And if what you're telling them to do doesn't work. It means the other teams have superior tactics than you do. Like we had teams like Southampton giving us problems. How? Yeah, my nigga. How? I know like these small teams usually give give problems to the bigger teams, but like <laughs> you see like the gameplay and you're like, yo, okay. They 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 these little guys did their thing, they got lucky. You know, in most cases that's what it's gonna be. But in Sometimes. that in our case, it was like they were just the better team. Sometimes How is Cardiff City playing better than Man U? Sometimes. <laughs> Bruh, the wild dog will chase a lion. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck is wrong with you today, man? <laughs> the wild, wild dog will dog. chase in what, the lion. In what circumstances is a wild dog chasing a lion? When the lion is slipping, when the lion is injured, when the lion is limping, when there is a problem, they can just like, Yo, there you go when there's a problem but when the lion is fit it knows how to hunt so I guess you guys just don't have enough lions on your team we do though look at our lineup we've got a dope ass lineup like Niggas, on paper yo, we have the lions best don't know how to, li- you don't have to tell a lion how to lion my nigga it's just lions all right, I was. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but it does, and you know it does. I know the li- joke. Yeah, I know the reference you're making to it's that you know um, what, what what happened in SA when somebody got attacked by a lion. No, was it an SA or was it somewhere else? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like oh, people are surprised because the lion lion, the lion lion. <laughs> yeah, but like they, that was just off the cuff. They didn't even take it there. But like, thank you. But the, oh, the really? other thing oh, I was so about to... give you to, too much props, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck out of so here. So the other thing I was about to say is, you remember there's a, there's a movie called... Um, Don't say Shaolin Soccer, bro. Um, the one with the Trojan horse and whatever. Which one? Um, took the Trojan horse. Troy. The, one, the name yeah. of the movie was Troy. Yeah. Um, Brad Pitt. Bad, Brad Pitt was in that. All right? You remember there was a time when one of the generals, because he was like a part of he had like 50 guys who were part of like some elite team yeah in the military but not really it's mm. kind of like the commandos yeah 
And then he was told, you know, like the way the king says, it's like, go get him. We're going to war. And then the second in command goes like, yo, we can't do that. He's uncontrollable. Mm. And then the king says, it's like, you don't have to control him. You just have to unleash him. So you don't have niggas. You can unleash. You don't even have to control them and tell them, yo, Ronaldo Ronaldo's. Fanatic. Roy, Fanister Royce. Fanatic, that is such a trash analogy. Lukaku. And I am super. Lukaku's. I am, <laughs> I am super And he is not doing shit. <laughs> like, you know right, fucking so, football, So, so we will talk about this. We will talk. Look, we will, we will get back to this. Mourinho is gone. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Y'all going to bring whoever you going to bring. Uh, you're, right trying now, to pull, you're trying to pull Zidane at your ass. Everybody's crying about Zidane. You know what I mean? So we'll see. We want Mauricio Pochettino. I thought I'd, <clears throat> I thought about Zidane. It would be a great one, but he's a little old school. Zidane which, is old school? Which is, yeah, he's a little old school with his tactics. Like, I know he did a good job at Real, yeah, but Real. it was, but that season was a bit shaky. It wasn't their best season. They did win, but it wasn't, it wasn't as flawless or it wasn't, when you compare them that season to like the previous ones, it wasn't as great. So he might be a bit of a problem. I don't know. I think he would do all right, but I think he would the do tactics all right. he are won't a bit be great. Weird. For me, like I think he still needs a lot more experience. True. For me, we need Mauricio Pochettino, manager of Tottenham, to come through because right. like what we're lacking is the old culture, man. Where it's like, yo, when we get on the pitch, we're fucking attacking. And Mourinho's thing was, no, let's hold, let's absorb the pressure, let's absorb the pressure, and then hit them when they don't expect yeah. it. And that shit didn't work. Okay. He kept on trying the same thing. I know it's worked Ooh, at bro. different places, but we it get just it. We get it. Didn't though. go down. We get it. We've I talked enough about trash. <laughs> Can't talk about trash all day, man. See, see, nigga, Arsenal fans, man, y'all need to get the fuck out of here. It's like just because y'all are winning a little bit now, y'all think you can have a conversation yeah. with kings. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When was the last time you all won a Premier League? Is this your kick? You don't even remember. Is this your kick? <laughs> Is this your kick? <laughs> oh, I'm making Black Panther references here. I see. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway. Miles Sampa, what the hell? Uh, mayor of the city of Lusaka. Sampa Claus. <laughs> Sampa Claus. I didn't think you'd actually say that shit. Yo. Somebody in the WhatsApp group was like, yo, that's Sampa Claus. That's Sampa Claus. <laughs> Sampa Claus. <laughs> Like so, so the mayor of the city of Lusaka wore what was supposed to be a Santa suit. a Santa suit with brown shoes. You gotta know Santa wears black shoes, and they're no. You gotta know, but like his mouth, Sampa. So you, <laughs> he doesn't need to know the obvious. All right, get out of here with your rubbish. Mouth Sampa doesn't need to know the obvious. And you got toffee sweets, bro. Yeah. The cheapest toffee sweets out there. Out there, bro. And what? He was going around giving them to people? Toffee sweets. Oh, gosh, bro. I'm just, I'm, we, like, what is up with him, man? I just, I don't understand why. Like, for him, it's like, oh, I'm going out there and doing good deeds. He needs PR. <laughs> PR girl. He needs PR y'all, girl. Y'all, y'all need to link up with the, the body. And link up and just make a bob now. Oh, gosh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think that would be a great match. Because <laughs> they're both like, you know. Yeah. 
yeah. heated with their stuff. Yeah, because they be like, because he be on some, it's like, yo, I'm going to go get my gun. <laughs> yeah, go get like, the go gun. Get your gun. Go show him. We've been <laughs> doing Twitter wars. <laughs> Actually, go get the strap <laughs> for real this time. <laughs> hey, that James Bond bounce. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy. <sighs> so I saw, saw that image, and I'm just like, yo, man, like, this is a man who's like really reaching just for him to be seen as you know doing stuff he and didn't have to wear the suit that santa to, claus he, suit yeah he could have hired somebody and i think that isn't that what you're supposed to do hire somebody to you know play the role and then you're there and then yo the kids are going yeah. going mid yeah. santa claus i am the mayor <laughs> in my nice three-piece suit i am standing here yeah you know yeah straight that's, up that's what you do <laughs> But Sampa like, Claus. He goes and <laughs> I wanted to say something offensive, but it's okay. He's still the Don't mayor. Don't say it, nigga. <laughs> still the mayor. Still the mayor. Still the mayor. Still the mayor. We still we see him, you know, doing yeah. all of this shenanigans. No, he's and going too far, bro. That's please, like, that's a reach. Keep Zambia, Lusaka. No, not even Zambia, Lusaka. Keep that in mind. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. Please keep that. <laughs> I remember having a conversation about, uh, well, well, like, yo, what are the craziest things that happened this year? And one of the things that came up um, was, remember that thing that Cooney did on Twitter? Cooney is, you know, one of singers out here. In no, Zambia. what did he do? Um, there was that conversation about Burger Boss. Oh yeah, no, I, I actually don't follow Cooney. I do. I need to find him and maybe yeah. follow him. Or Vigilante Cooney. Yeah. Sometimes um, I feel like, you know, like I'm, I'm at that point where I'll be like, it's like, eh, do I really need to follow him? You don't want to be. No, not him. <laughs> Just like there's certain people who I know I'm supposed to follow. All right. Yeah. You know, you, and you. then I'm like, uh, I mean, if, if maybe you follow me then. Want him to stand behind you? No. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Not talking about him. I'm talking about. Certain people. I'm in talking general. shit. Okay. I, I mean, I got, just like, you know, I got ten thousand people, ten thousand one hundred hey, people. Flex on them on Twitter on right about now. Flex so on I really don't need to follow niggas. Okay, cool. Like bro. that. You know what I mean? So, um, the conversation that the that was had was fucking loud. Yeah. Um, the conversation that the that was on Twitter was this: um, somebody had posted a review of um, Burger Boss. B- Burger Boss. They went yeah. there and had you know their own experience of that, and it caused an uproar. I think the PR girls also jumped into that. I think I'm not sure. And then Cooney jumped in, and then he was like, "Yo, you guys criticizing Burger Boss, dude? Like." Please tell us your your beauty routines and stuff. It's like your beauty routines are probably not even better than the guy's beauty routine or some shit. <laughs> and we're like, what? What? And now the joke is like, yo. So because we ain't got no great beauty routines, you know, we can't we can't write reviews about shit, whatever. Some crazy shit like yeah. that. It's like it was like, look, for me that. Is sort of like what Mao Sampa is doing. It's like it's it's not warranted. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you don't you don't need, need to do this to do that. It's you fine. know what I mean? Like from me, those kudi tweets are like this is like the embodiment of that. It's like that's one of like the biggest reaches of 2018. Yeah, where it's like, bruh, like 
I don't I think you were going somewhere with this, but you probably missed the point somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? You tried to drive a point but you executed it poorly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, come on, Mouse. Like what the fuck did he get where did he get that suit from anyway? I don't know. <laughs> God, that, that's the thing. And it's like the, such the a crazy reach, thing. Just a reach for fucking social media. Yes. Attention. So some some sometimes is, you know, for and shout out to Green <clears throat> man. Yeah, That's shut, the homie. for for a certain position, you know, like oh mayor, you would think that they would have somebody who is efficient, who is professional, who has probably been in that particular office a while mm-hmm. to advise this man. It's like oh yeah, this is what we do. May I've been here so and so. This is what we do. You do it like this. You do this. You do that. You know, you you don't do certain things and all of that. You, yeah. You'd think there's somebody who guides him. Mm. And you know he's supposed to heed that advice. Does he look even the like president? Even the president? Even the president says he can't just get up and say whatever or do whatever. Mm. You know his clothes sometimes and be like, oh, hey, this is what you're wearing, or this is where we're going, so that you have to do this. Mm-hmm. This is what you're eating. Mm. Even Michael Sata complained, be like, yo, I miss my old house because I could eat whatever I wanted to eat. Yeah, here they got me on some weird strict shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Trying to keep you healthy. Yeah, trying stuff. to keep you healthy and all of that. Mm. You know? So, I don't know, man. It's like the whole office is just gone. Bro. It's a reach. Such a fucking reach. Sample clause. Anyway. <laughs> Away from that, um, quickly, <laughs> fellow, fellow podcaster, Joe Budden proposed to his girl, man. Oh, yeah, that was nice. That was nice. That was nice. I saw that. Yeah. It's like I have a crush in his girl, bro. Been having a crush on this girl for a minute. Yeah, she cute. Yeah. She cute. She I cute. can see why. Sin Santana is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And then the mind boggling things. Like, I once tweeted this. I was like, yo, I don't see how too beautiful. There's another girl um, who actually dated. Um, I don't know why she did that. Um, what's his name? Bow Wow. Hmm. They were actually engaged at some point. Erica hmm. Mena. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Erica Mena and Sin Santana were in a relationship at some point. Oh, they were dating? Yeah, they were dating, bro. Oh, yeah. They were dating. Oh, that's that. It's like I'm like I'd oh, like to be in the middle of I that ate, situation, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, just have me over for the night, baby. I was like, it's like, yo, right. <laughs> I'll I cook like, in my yeah. underwear, okay? I'd be like, yo, damn. you saw that stuff happening. I'd be like, yo, system breakdown, can't <laughs> compute all of this beautifulness Eesh. and mingling with each other. Yeah, no, nah, bro. Nah, man. I was like, Mm-mm. that's too much of a cute couple right there. I know, right? That's crazy. Like, you can't be this fine and be hanging around. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Tell your friend to go find herself some bo- some girl <laughs> with a bowed head walking around here like she a man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I always ask this. It's like for for women, it's like if like, you know, women who are like lesbian and stuff, like if they're in a relationship like those two. Yeah. When one of them cheats with a guy, like, is it a problem? It's a problem. It's a big problem. How? It's, like, a, it's, it's cheating. It's not, it's not competition, about, though. It's, like, it's, it's not different. about the insertion of the penis or whatever. But it is. It's about the intimacy. It's this. It's about the sex. Oh gosh. But if if they say, "Oh, we're just fucking," I just needed to get My nigga, a you, nut. You have said, right? You have said <laughs> that if she, if your girlfriend. Yeah. Hypothetically speaking, gave a nigga head. It's over. He doesn't even have to insert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if she, <laughs> if she does it to a woman, you, you kind of like, different. Right. I'll be like, oh, wait a minute. So let's talk about this. Like, 
how did y'all do this? Like, did <laughs> show you, me, show did, me. Did you insert your tongue in her vagina? I don't know. I mean, probably. <laughs> Chrome's would be like, show me. I am, <laughs> I'm so upset right now. Let's go to the bedroom. The both of you, let's go. <laughs> show me, show me what shit. you did. Okay. <laughs> Simulate that. <laughs> now let's do it together. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. That you got me in a very difficult position right now. Nah, man, you'd be mad. Nah, I wouldn't be, be mad. If, be if she cheated though. with a woman, she's still creeping though. If she, if she, she's cheating, she's lying. If she's, she's cheating with another with, with a woman, else. yeah. If she's cheating with a woman, I think I'll be really. I think I would actually be kind of disappointed. It's like, yo, you could have told me, and we could have, <laughs> we could have made this official. <laughs> we could have made it a three way situation. Come on now. That's you know? that's the thing. It's like in her mind, I don't think she would be thinking of it like that. I'd like to think we'd have, you know, a certain kind of. Because you, you know, know, you you know dialogue. what would happen in a situation like that? Mm. Probably girls fooling around, complaining about your ass. It's like, oh, he doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. <laughs> After too many glasses of wine, it'd be like, you know how women are comfortable with their shit? They'd be touching each other's breasts and whatever. Yeah, be like, yeah, oh, stop yeah. doing that. And it's like, hey, me, I'll kiss you, and then mwah. be like, oh, before you know it, bleh. The whole Shabowski, bro. Yeah. And then they like it, and then it keeps on going, and then you find out about it. I I know if you would be that thrilled. I think my tongue game is pretty good. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, I think I'm pretty you. I'm pretty ill with with it. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, good to know. It's a lot of information. <laughs> you know. I mean, I'm just saying. It's like with with unwarranted information. If if she goes and cheats with a, <laughs> if she cheats with a woman and you know she goes down be like, "Oh, so how did you do it?" You know. Okay. You'd be like, "What? You also go and cheat with a woman?" <laughs> you cheated with a woman? I'm cheating with a woman. Tit for tat, now we're even. I don't know if I could call it cheating though. I'll probably laugh at that shit. Oh, I've been cheating it with you know, with with Mutinta or something. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> what happened? Just show me her picture first of all. I want to see what she looked like. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, 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 so you wouldn't be mad. You would be. You would be mad. Yeah, if a woman cheated on you with a woman. Yeah, I would be definitely because I get the same like way you'd be pissed if she cheated with a man. Yeah, because it's about the bottom line. The bottom line is you're not telling me the truth. You're lying. You're doing all of these things. It's it's, it's not the actual act. Mm. It's the it's the deceit. It's the action of your fanatic is full of shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I don't. Man's you. is be like, being what? Obje- like Let's giving you her. his true opinion. I feel like you'd probably be mad. You'd probably be real mad if you didn't find the woman attractive, which is I <laughs> be like, yeah, really? Man. This is who you cheat on me with, really? Yeah, that, yeah, huh? yeah. that would be super. <laughs> but if she out here running around here looking like Erica Mena, <laughs> I'm like, damn. So I'm like, hey, let's let's have an understanding. <laughs> Things happen. We're adults. We can have a conversation about this shit. You know what I mean? Those type of arrangements never end well. What? Those type of arrangements never end well. How do you know that, bro? Because yo, because I'm told about them. <laughs> you been in a three way, bro? No, never, man, never. <laughs> that that's that's one that you know, like it used to be on the bucket list. It, it was on the bucket list. Uh, I got deleted, bro. So so if if your wife came through, and was like, yo, Daniel, this is you know, um, I got a surprise for you. Yeah, you know, extra, yeah. extra woman want to bring her in the bedroom. Yeah, what would you say? 
I'd say, who are you and why have you taken my wife? Because <laughs> I know she ain't having that. <laughs> it's probably a trick question to see what you're going to also really. You wouldn't fucking do this shit, what the fuck, whatever. She'd be like, it's like yo, you want to have a threesome with me in the room? It's like, yeah, put a knife here on the Adam's apple, all right, and slice until you reach the spinal cord. Let me lay in the room and then do your thing. That's the only way you're having a three-way, my nigga. It's not happening. But if she was serious, fanatic. Bruh, I, I told you. That would be my, my first. It's like, I wouldn't even be playing. I would not be playing. It's like, who are you and what have you done to my wife? Who put you up to this? Stop playing. Babe, did, did they give you money? Is this a competition? Are you going to win money? To try and convince me. It's like, it's fine. We'll, <laughs> hey, yeah. <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you know your wife too well, huh? Hey, bro. <laughs> uh, speaking of this, uh, there was a man in Kenya who got married to two women. There you go. At the same time, on the my same nigga. day. My nigga. Yeah. My man, my hero. That's a happy man. That's a happy man. But then, um, that's a whole lot of sex. Ish. I mean, especially the first couple of months. <laughs> That's a whole lot of sex. First, maybe even the first year is a lot of sex. Can can a man keep up with that much? Like, uh, I don't know. It depends because they all you gotta satisfy them equally. And like, if they if one of them feels like you're not satisfying them more than the other, yeah, it's a problem. It's a fucking it's a problem. Yeah, um, there's a lot of jealousy in there. Yeah. Ish. That's I mean, a situation like, that's it, just it, destined it, to crash. It's crazy, yeah, for me. I, but, like, there are those girls who are not really, you know, if you marry those girls, you know, there's certain girls who are just not, I mean, they like having sex, but it's not, like, a thing. Like, it's not a must. No, those are just girls but, who've never come before. When a woman comes, <laughs> when she gets to the peak of that mountain, <laughs> There ain't no way you're going to be casual about that shit. You want that shit. You want it again. So, I don't yes. know if there's people out there who are they just like... Are, they I don't are think girls. So. I do not think so. Look. I think they just never come before. And look, there is women who never come before. There are certain men. I will even tell you this. There are certain men who go like, I need to have sex with my wife mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Every day. Standard procedure. No matter what. That's too much. Cold, hot... It's whatever the weather. I need I need to have sex with my wife every day. Okay. There's some niggas who why? With not doing it every day. They're probably I don't so know. So what are you gonna say about that? So it's, I'm, what I'm telling you is it's, it's the same as women. There are some women who just wanna go and go and go and go. Yeah, but like with that, I feel like it's like yeah. Sometimes you just don't want it, but it doesn't make it. It doesn't generalize it to be like you generally are just not a sexual. You're just not that sexually active. There are you know people I mean? who are not that sexually active. There are people who don't. Why? Especially women. Why? For me, there's it's it, it has to be. They a got dip- shit to do. No, they got it, the babies nah, to look after. Nah, 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 nah. They, they got all of it. The, they got shit. A, women got stuff to do. It's, it's a deeper conversation. I think women who are not really into sex. It's either what I mentioned, which is they've never come before, or they probably got abused as a kid. So, like, that is, like, a weird... 
situation for them. But then that can turn out to be two things. It could either make them overly sexual or just it makes them suppress their sexuality. And that's not only for women. That's also for guys as well. Because that trauma can live with you for the rest of your life. If yeah, you don't deal with it, yeah, enough for real. Yeah, so I don't but think like, I don't people. Some people are just born, and they're just like, "Yo, it's like, yo, we humans are sexual beings." Have you ever heard the term "sex is overrated"? Uh, yeah, I have. By I by have. certain people, by a lot of people, and I actually. and I think I'm act- by I'm, a lot, by I a lot might actually I'm actually I could actually be one of those people. I could actually say that a little bit. <laughs> so even if you say sex is overrated. You still want to have? Are you? Do you still want to have it every day? No. Yeah. No, but that doesn't. That's crazy for you to want to fuck every goddamn day. That's weird. That's not crazy. Some some people. That's the way they are. There's they a problem at, there, like, bro. There's a mental situation there. What bro. mental situation? I'm telling you, there's just certain. You probably were exposed to porn as like at a very young age, and that that's what made you. A sec to get like get overly sexual, like there's explanations for all these sexual behaviors. Like it just doesn't happen. You just don't grow up to. So why you know, are you deciding? Why are you deciding which sexual behaviors are cool and which, which ones are not? Did I say one of them was cool and the other one wasn't? No, you were saying it's just like no. There's like there's explanations for those. It's like yeah. you're, you're, you're trying yeah. to justify them basically. Uh, yes, because then, everything happens for a reason with human beings. Human beings just don't behave the way they behave. They're like a product of their environments and what they've been exposed to growing so up. So when it comes to a woman mm-hmm. and sex. And her not wanting to have sex all the time, or she's not that sexual. You know, yes, that sexual. Is, there is a so reason. There's behind a reason. It. Yes. Like what? Like maybe she just isn't that into it. She's. It's not. What her I'm. Thing. What I'm saying is, it. You cannot just be the way you are. There should be a reason. There's a reason for it. You're just not born that way. When you're look, it's like so. You're you, born very sexual. No, that's the point. You're born. Without that shit, like you don't have those sexual feelings, mm-hmm. but then as you grow up, you because of the experiences you've had, yeah, they shape how you relate to people when it comes to getting in the sack and shit. You know, I could tell you one experience. There was one lady. Um, she was. <laughs> What's her name? I can't really. I'm gonna tell you her name. Yeah, she was. Take one for the podcast. Nah, man. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Erica Mena. <laughs> um, she was. Erica Mlinga. Chrome's friends list. There's probably one somewhere. I don't yeah. know, but like, she was very. She was the type who was overly sexual. You know what I mean? So it's like you want to do it all the time and stuff. And sometimes you just, you're just not feeling it. You're just trying to... It's like sometimes you get like that, you know? You, yeah. You're tired. You're, you're stressed. You're, yeah. You just had a bad week. And it's like that's not at the top of your list of, of stuff. You know what I mean? But then it's like when you say no... She's like, nah, nah. We got to do this shit. We got to do this shit, you know? Like borderline rapey. Where like... On de- but taking your trousers off, taking your shirt. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I'm not trying to do this shit tonight. Yeah. Like, I'm not really in this space. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm just not about this shit. Yeah. And then it happened so often until one time I was just like, yo, like, what happened to you? You know? 
Because I was thinking, like, why are you behaving like this? Like, so I asked her, like, outrightly, like, yo, what happened to you? And I said it, like, in a very forceful way because I was just like, yeah. at this point, I've just had enough of this shit. Yeah. And then she just froze. And a few moments after that, she broke down and started crying. Uh-oh. So I'm like, oh, man. And I don't know how to deal with tears and shit. So I'm like, what the fuck? No man does. <laughs> and I, I, think, I feel like some other niggas know how to deal with nah, that shit. nobody But does. for me, I'm just like, oh, what the fuck do you do? So, goddamn. So I'm, you know, hold her and shit. Yo, what, what's, what's going on? What's the problem? And then she broke down the situation. It's like, yo, look, um, I got abused as a kid. Uh, my uncle used to, you know, do crazy things with me. And for her, it just became a normal thing. Like, it, it was happening since she was, like, eight until she was 14. Damn. And she tried to had, have this conversation with, like, her auntie. And her aunt just wasn't believing it. Damn. You know? And it's like, in fact, this dude was, he was, like, the brother to the woman who would like the woman of the house okay. and he was the one doing that shit so it's like think about it it's like if somebody came to you and said your brother who you grew up with was doing some shit to a little kid yeah you probably be like what this yeah. nigga like i know this nigga you know yeah. it's, it's probably something like not to justify that but i think like that's probably what happens when you know people go out there and try to report this like to tell somebody that they feel they can trust about it you know so that was that situation with her. So everyone just has an experience that just makes them behave a certain way, you know? So it's like if if you haven't had that conversation with yourself as a human being, not you, I'm just saying like yeah. to whoever's listening to this, it's like you should be able to to ask yourself like, yo, why why do I respond like this to certain things? Like sometimes like like niggas who are like really angry like all the time trying to start start a fight and whatever you find that they got bullied as a kid or their older brother used to you know but there's certain people who push are them not around just and now like, they're there's just, certain people who are not like that they're just they are just violent owns <laughs> no but even with that they're there just is a reason violent owns. there's a reason why people behave the way they do fanatic and if you don't believe it it's weird they are just you violent. should know this there shit are people look look when you're born you're like an empty canvas and the world like the things that happen around you shape you into the person that you become like you and i are a product of our environments growing up so those kids like Think about it. A guy who beats a woman. Like, is that nigga just... He's just violent. Like, he just beats women. Like, is that just something that he has in him? Or does it come from somewhere? In that situation, what do you say? No, in that situation, yeah. It came from somewhere. Yeah, that's violence. It's behavior. Yeah, and behavior like, comes it, it, from it, certain it's, shit. It's, it's, it's violence, and it's violence towards the woman. All right? But, like... It's, so, it's, violence it's, towards men is no, normal? No, listen. <laughs> what I'm saying is... The point I'm trying to mm. put across is in that particular in a case like that. Yeah. All right. This this uh, this could have been a guy who got into a heated argument with his wife, mm-hmm. first time. Yeah. Heated argument. Maybe she talks too much or whatever it is. He got violent, slapped her. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He slapped her. She stopped talking. Mm-hmm. She started walking around, for lack of a better term, or submissive in the house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Submissive, you know, yeah. air quotes and shit. Kind of like you know, 
feared him a little bit and yeah. maybe that made him think like oh so this is what i need to do okay so then it's that's a bad behavior that, that he that that it happened and then he bad behavior and then he continues with it so that is still an issue that is a product of something that happened to him or something that he did and then in it, in his mind it clicked like but oh nothing so happened i can do to this him. shit Yeah, yeah, but I'm he saying... He did something. Yeah, yeah and I and just said that. It's like, result. he did something, and then the reaction was like, oh, shit, I slapped... Because, yeah, it's true. Like, you could get pissed off. Like, you get pissed off to, like, the edge, mm-hmm. and you do something like that. But then what you do after that is, like, your responsibility now. It's like, what what do you do after that? Because I could tell you another thing. It's like, I remember when I was a kid, um, my dad was, like, the best dad ever. You know what I mean? Like... Never violent, never crazy, never spoke like at the top of his voice. None of that, you know. Like I can honestly tell you, I never saw my mom and my dad argue ever until this one time where he came home. My brother was like missing school because mm-hmm. he hated the school he was going to. Yeah, he was going to Eric and Box. Yeah, and that it was the time when the teachers were soldiers and they were wearing. Uh, wow. Yeah. Camouflage shit. So they're yeah. coming into the class and they're dressed in that fucking shit. And yeah. for my brother, he was like, fuck, this shit is scary. Like he, Traumatized. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where it came from, but yeah. he, he just wasn't comfortable in that class. So he stopped going to class. And I think the principal called him and said, yo, your son hasn't been coming to class. Yeah. Can you, we find out what's going on and stuff? So, you know, he came home. As an old school parent, he beat, he, he kicked yeah. his ass. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So while he's kicking his ass, my mom's telling him like, yo, there's a reason why this nigga isn't going to school. He was more free to tell my mom about oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, So he yeah. told her like, yo, I'm scared of fucking teachers. Like, I love school, but I don't like going there because... The teachers are soldiers. Yeah, like I'm scared of this shit. You know what I mean? And then, like in a fit of rage... My dad like slapped my mom across the face. Yeah, and I was there to see this shit. Yeah, I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? And like in that moment, like he like froze, is like, oh shit, <laughs> what the fuck? You yeah. know what I mean? So after that, maybe like 20 minutes after that, he called everybody into like the living room yeah. and he apologized, bro. Yeah, he was like, yo, like what happened over there? Like you know, not acceptable. You you know, you're not allowed to do this. Blah blah blah. Like basically broke it down you know what yeah. i mean yeah and like that's why like he's he was like my idol man i'm like fuck like how many men out there are able to do something like that Nothing. you know like where like in front of your kids like because some men are probably like yo i don't owe these fuckers any yeah, fucking no, explanation i'm absolutely. the man of the house yeah but he humbled himself and he came through and he like you know it's like yo I was wrong for doing what I did. Yeah. I didn't mean to do it. I've never done it before. It's not. It's never gonna happen again. There you go. Basically, like yo, promise. I promise you, I'm never gonna be. I'm never gonna do that again. Yeah. But I'm gonna beat your asses <laughs> when you fuck up. <laughs> there you go. We're like, oh, we thought there was no more whoopings no in this whoopings. house. <laughs> we just talked to you. We tried to understand you. <laughs> so, so after that, you know, they had the conversation. It's like, oh no, this is why he's not going to school. They changed the school. He studied, and he he never missed a day of school. There you go. So, yeah, there's cases like that where it's like you could do something in a fit of rage, right? But, like, what you do after that, that is your responsibility. You could learn from that situation, or you could just become an asshole. Yes. And for a nigga who 
will respond to a situation like that and say, oh, so shit, when she, you know, does some shit, I'll just slap her and then she'll get in, in line, then, you know, if that's what you think is like the solution, then there's something wrong with you. That's something more to do with you than the other person. So anyway, basically, and to, to like just wrap this thing around, like, I know you don't agree with what I'm no, saying, but we as human beings are, we are just who we are as a result of our environments. The way we behave, it's because, you know, some kids are like timid, they don't talk too much because they're scared and like that fear just doesn't come from nowhere. It comes from somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like, look, what I'm saying is, is like, look, maybe let me break it down to different personalities. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Different personalities. I am... T- I've I've said this before. You know that with, with I will be sitting here having a crazy conversation with a certain type of person. I don't know. I, sometimes my mind just if I am not filling the space I'm in, I am quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody else could walk past and we have like a bomb ass conversation. You know, so okay. it's, it's almost like am I an introvert? Am I not an introvert? You know, I mean I have a couple of beers and I'm good with everybody, mm-hmm. but. I, but still, like I, it's, it's, I still feel for like me, that comes it's from about somewhere. Though. Personality. Yeah, and your personality. We can't can be all the same. We can't. And, and sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's not even about an experience. Mm. It's just, it's just, I have no problems with awkward silences. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. There are people who panic. My wife panics. It's like, look, it's, it's like I don't know what what else to say to her. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to invite her to my house because yeah. we're going to be here for two hours. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> I have no problem. Oh, so she has anxiety like that. Yeah, but I have like, no pro- I'm cool. <laughs> but, but you have mentioned that she is an only child. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And maybe that's where it stems from. It's like you didn't have too many people that you played with when you were growing up. So you are more comfortable in your own Space like you—that's just your behavioral pattern. And I've seen this with a lot of only children. Like they're—they're they're fine. Like <laughs> they're fine with not having any friends. Like yeah. they could be in their house, you know, watch TV all day, get out of the house, go to their place of work, come back home, and it's, all good. it's fine. You know what I mean? But for for us who were in a house with like what, like six other children or <laughs> some shit, it's like you know. You you have a different experience. There you go. Yeah. So I know you don't believe it, so but personalities though can be different. So you think people are just born with personality? Your personality is engraved in you, and it's not engraved in you. That's what you're saying though, because I'm saying when you're born, you're just like an op- you're you're basically a, an open book with no words in it, and then things are written in there by your experiences with the people around you. That's what shapes you into the person that you become as you grow up. That's what it is. Anyway. <laughs> Y'all know where I stand on this. <laughs> that conversation got too deep, man. Fuck. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> like, relax. It's just It got, got too deep. We're just talking about I sex. Know. Like. How did we... <laughs> it was just a conversation about fucking sex. All right, man. I think we got to get out of here. Got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but one thing that we need to mention, um, Pilato and them got acquitted. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually yeah. had that in my notes. Um, Shout out to them. Uh, Pilato, Laura Mitty, uh, yeah, they um, 
they basically staged a protest over the purchase of uh, 42 fire trucks for $42 million. <laughs> One fire truck was a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, oh, that protest was unlawful and stuff. So then they, um, they arrested them. And yeah, they've been in, uh, in and out of court for a while now. And uh, finally, they've been acquitted. So, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations um, to them. Yeah, one, one final thing. Very, 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 very important. Mm-hmm. Please do not uh, forget this. If you're going to forget everything we talked about in the podcast, don't forget this. Arsenal 3, Burnley 1. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Burnley, bro. Y'all need to chill. <laughs> Crystal Palace 3, Man City 2. Oh, yeah, they won yeah. their game. They Crystal Palace game. is like one of those teams that always pulls off a surprise. And I yeah. think they've beat Man City before. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they have, actually. There you go. All right, man, time to get out of here. Time to get out of here. That's episode 15. Episode 15. Uh, I don't know what we're going to call this. We'll, we'll decide. We'll decide. We'll make a plan. <laughs> we're we going to make a plan. But remember, make sure that you subscribe. Uh, you can find the podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podcast, Stitcher. Yeah. Castbox and all these other places where you get your podcasts from. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure that you drop us a review. Um, and, uh, if you're listening on YouTube, you know, drop a comment in the comment box yes. so we can uh, find. You know, just want to hear what you have to say. And also follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at Rawcon Podcast. That's R A W C O N P O D C A S T on. Uh, Instagram, it's Raw Conversations Podcast. Same thing with uh, Facebook, and uh, yeah, we got we we hit a thousand likes on Facebook. On Facebook so yeah, so yeah, shout out to everybody that you know came awesome. through. Like yeah. numbers are growing. We appreciate you growing with us. Asante sana. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is you'll be listening to this during the Christmas week. So yeah. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, compliments and of the season. We're out. Peace. Ho ho ho. Ha, 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 ha.